Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Grizzlies training camp day three. How are things going with the offense and the defense? We'll find out from David Fisdale and Brandon Wright. Also, we'll answer a question from a listener. Get you set for a big weekend down at FedEx Forum. Not far away from the preseason opener on Monday. We'll do all of that and some more. You are Locked On Grizzlies. Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Friday September 30th, 2016 edition of Locked on Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston. Follow me on Twitter at Peter Edmiston. This Locked on Grizzlies podcast, part of the great Locked on Podcast Network. Check out a lot of great stuff throughout the network, and I'm thrilled and appreciative that you have downloaded or decided to stream this uh, edition of the show. We've got uh, a lot to get to. It is uh, today's day number four of training camp. Uh, Day number three was a lot better than day number two. And if you don't believe me, then just ask Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. We just had our best practice. Guys really came with a focus. We made some adjustments. We cleaned up some stuff. We did some teaching. Uh, But the effort level is still super high. They came in feeling like crap uh, because everybody's sore today, but they they powered through it, and uh, we really had our best practice. Yesterday, I think the term was pretty ugly. I think that's what David Fisdale described his training camp experience as the Grizzlies are still learning a few things. Described it as pretty ugly. This was much better. And that is a promising sign. Guys picking things up. Guys starting to gel. And some of the things that we we talk about with this, guys starting to gel, picking up system. What is a system? What 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 are they teaching on offense and defense? What are the things that they're actually installing how much is being installed all these kinds of questions and these are questions that really on the outside you can't know we don't get to see the practices we don't get to see training camp access has been over the course of it's not just this year over the course of several years uh, much more locked down now than it was even 10 years ago when I first started covering uh, the Grizzlies It, it was a it was a good bit more open than it is now. It's just kind of the way it is around the league. So a lot of the stuff you, you won't be able to, to really know anything about. You have to sort of take players and, and coaches' word for it until you see some things happening out there in a game situation. That, of course, will begin on Monday. Um, but are they ready? Could they play? Where are they at on the installation? David Fisdell thinks maybe they could they could get out there. You know, like I feel like right now we got enough stuff in that we can go play. Uh, I don't know how well we would play, but I feel like we can go play. So um, I think by the end of the week, we'll have enough stuff in. These guys will understand all of the system, and uh, we're getting close. Thankfully for them, they don't have to get out there today. They will be out there tomorrow. We'll get to that later on in, uh, in just a little bit. But they don't really have to, to, to get anything going, and they certainly don't have to have anything locked in, so to speak, for three weeks now. 
You know, you've got a long way to go for the season. But starting to install and get the terminology right, that's something that if you've been listening to the podcast this week, you've heard me talk about. The terminology has changed. What David Fisdale wants the guys to do hasn't changed so much, but their terminology has changed. What he's asking them to call things is changing. That's true on on offense. Uh, that's true on defense. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about defense coming up, but but today I wanted to, to spend a little more time on the offensive side because I, I'm curious. I'm curious about it. And Brandon Wright, actually, I talked to my colleague over at Sports 56, uh, Rob Fisher. And, of course, you know Fish from the, the Grizzlies broadcast team. And uh, after practice today, or after the first practice session, Brandon Wright talked to to Fish about the offense and what what he has learned so far of what it's going to look like, and and he says it's something he's pretty used to. Uh, I mean, it's really nothing new for me. Um, it's pretty similar to what I did in Dallas for those four years. So uh, it's just like riding a bike, I'm just picking it back up again, and. Um, Everyone has to learn everything at the same time. You know, we have to uh, improve at the same rate. You know, we're all getting the same information every day. So it's going to be good. And, you know, guys are picking it up, and it's it's looking better and better each and every day. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Now, considering that David Fisdell said one of his influences going into the the season, one of the things that he wanted to do was take things from Rick Carlisle, it's not surprising that Brandon Wright would understand that and would take – some of the facets of what Fisdale has has been doing on the offensive side. And, you know, the, the, the thing about Carlisle is he's got such a great offensive mind. He's a, he's a really good coach. That's been proven year in, year out, when he takes rosters that oftentimes do not look anywhere close to being capable of what they end up being and squeezes a lot out of them. Now, you know, there, there, there are some mitigating circumstances, you know, things – uh, broke down a little bit in, in, in Dallas towards the end of last year for a lot of different reasons, but he's gotten so much out of those groups. So to take things from him makes sense. He's got a lot of creative pick-and-roll options. One thing we know, too, is you know spacing is at a premium, but what some of the guys have t- talked about, you and you heard Brandon Wright talk a little bit about it, Tony Allen earlier in the week, uh, Marcus Saul, Mike Conley, you hear the same stuff. There are a few buzzwords. If you listen to players, you, you you listen to training camp type discussions, you know there are a few buzzwords that are always out there. It's always – I don't know that I've ever heard a coach – and you can email me, please, if you – or hit me up on Twitter if you have. I don't think I, I remember hearing anything about a team playing slower ever. It's always about pace. It's always about playing quicker. It's always about – playing I don't think any team has ever said they want to play with 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 less space I think it's always about more space that's every team anywhere around the league they always talk about more space so this is really no exception shooting as well nowadays you know it's all about stretch four stretch five everyone's shooting threes these are the trends now. So you're going to see elements of that within David Fisdale's offense, but he's got some guys that can offer unique weapons, Brandon Wright being one of them. If he's healthy and can go and everything looks good for Brandon so far, then as a you know threat in the pick-and-roll, he's, he's fantastic. He and Vince Carter had a great understanding of pick-and-roll 
uh, as part of the second unit in Dallas uh, while while they both were there. That could be rekindled as part of, of, of the second unit. You know, there are guys that have unique skills. James Ennis and Tony Allen both excellent at crashing the boards, getting offensive rebounds, putbacks. You know, I don't know that you can just transplant a pace and space kind of offense to this group. You know, Zach Randolph, one of the best low post guys still in the league in a, in a league that doesn't necessarily value low post offense or low post skills the way that it, it, it used to. Can he m- mesh all these skills together? That's why I think the, the conversation about offense is really interesting. Defensively, the Grizzlies will have to improve on their pick and roll coverages. And, and, and what David Fisdale did last year with the Heat and, and Eric Spolstra being a head coach had a, a huge hand in all of this, of course. We always talk about, like, David Fisdale did this. Well, I mean, he was the assistant coach. So he, what he did was, was somewhat limited. But what the Heat did was a pretty conservative approach. They've blitzed pick and rolls in years past. They've also dialed back. They had Hassan Whiteside last year you know, roaming the paint, so they were able to play more conservatively in their pick-and-roll coverages and kind of allow guys to get towards the basket knowing that you've got a big rim protector there that can that can clean up uh, if anybody gets down low. The Grizzlies, now I'm going to double-check the roster here, but I don't see Hassan Whiteside. I mean, he was on there a couple times. That's a different story for a different day, but he's not now. He's a max player in the league, and... He's not playing for Memphis. They don't really have anyone that's an equivalent rim protector. Not a a, a big shot-blocking monster underneath. So you're going to have to see a change in that style of pick-and-roll coverage. But I don't think that the Grizzlies can also blitz that pick-and-roll either, the way that we've seen some of the Heat teams do. Because do you want Zach and and Mark blitzing pick-and-rolls? I don't know. That's a great idea either. Finding that conservative middle ground, that'll be the thing. But this team is a well-oiled machine when all is well defensively. They have a bunch of guys with individual defensive talents that are really good. That should not be an issue. Maybe terminologies and communication, all that's always an issue talking. But but the fundamentals of it should not be that tough. On the offensive side, though, that's where I don't know if it's the most natural fit what they want to do and what they're talking about doing with especially with the first team you know seeing what Mike Conley's role as a little more assertive scorer initiator of the offense will be seeing how they incorporate the skills of Zach and Mark within low and high post while also not just slowing down and getting in the proverbial mud on offense, because I know David Fisdale doesn't really want to do that. You know, what what does it look like? I don't know. Uh, some of the things that we've heard lead you to believe that there's definitely a push for a lot more cutting. That's somewhere where Tony Allen could certainly be valuable in the offensive end. Uh, a lot more space, but everyone likes space. We'll see. I think it's it, that's just something to watch over the next few weeks. As you see these preseason games and you start to see some of the uh, early returns, and we'll, get, we'll have it all for you right here on Locked on Grizzlies throughout. Just keep an eye on that as, as, as things progress. As always, I appreciate your feedback and your questions. And I've had a few on my Twitter feed, at uh, Peter Edmiston. That's at Peter Edmiston. Feel free to send me those. Um, and I had some, 
some fun reaction uh, to the uh, to the first few pods. Uh, I I definitely appreciate that. I had uh, Curtis, uh, who is uh, at Curtis D Moore eighty six, who got in touch with me uh, via the Twitter and said that he he thought that the characterization of Chandler Parsons was incomplete. You know, we've talked about the concern about Chandler Parsons' injury and that it hasn't necessarily been progressing the way that it was initially thought. Six weeks becomes six months, and he's still not cleared. That's a concern. And I, I noted that Dallas sort of backed off of him, and Curtis said it's not necessarily a fair characterization unless you include the fact that Portland also was very interested in Chandler Parsons. I mean, that's true. Portland was interested. I don't think that changes the point, though. I don't think that changes the essential detail of what we're talking about. Because it could be Portland. It could be There could be five teams. There could be ten teams. It, it, the, at the end of the day, what you're really pointing to with Chandler Parsons and why there's a little more than just your, your average level of concern is because Dallas backed away from him. So it doesn't, whatever... Whatever happens after that, whether it's just Memphis or whether it's Memphis and Portland or whether it's Memphis, Portland and whoever, the essential thing is that Dallas backed away based on their interpretation of his medical situation. That's, I mean, that's the essential part of it. The rest is, I mean, you have you you can include it and talk about it, but that's the essential part of it. And that's why the, the, the this just is something that has gone from being uh, a slight concern as he was signed and something that was almost really kind of overlooked and was assumed to not even really be a, that big of a deal to now that he's still not involved in any kind of major way and he's still limited and is not cleared for training camp. Now it's a concern. That's really the, the reason why. We'll do like a, a more traditional mailbag segment coming up as the, as the pod continues and when we start to get into our normal rhythm. Those that have asked, uh, yeah, we were available on iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. All of your normal outlets were definitely available there now. The plan is to have a daily podcast, and I, I should be releasing it right around 11, 12 o'clock, midnight, these will also include, uh, and I, I will typically have them available right after the games. I'm hoping to be able to do that within n- not too long after games are over. We'll, we'll have to kind of play with that format and see how it goes and how the uploads and all that, that thing happens. I don't know how that's going to work yet because we haven't had a game. But I, I would like to be able to turn that sound from the locker room and uh, an analysis and discussion and maybe even have uh, some, some feedback from folks there be able to do that for you pretty quick so you can hear that uh, within minutes or an hour or so after the game is over and certainly the, the next morning. Uh, if that's something you want to hear, let me know. That's going to be the schedule. There will also be some emergency pods we can throw out there too based on what's happening. Um, and all this will probably change a little, but that's the hope going forward that we're going to be able to consistently do that uh, so we work out the schedule and, and figure out how things are going to go. A couple quick notes here before we wrap things up. Uh, The Grizzlies announced their broadcast schedule. No surprise. All 82 games will be televised. 77 uh, via Fox Sports Southeast with Pete 
and Brevin or Pete and Sean Fish, uh, Brevin, Chris Vernon on the pregame. None of that is going to change in any major way. That's going to be their norm. They will. You'll see the the ESPN games though. They've got three ESPN games coming up. The Clippers game. That's at the Clippers on November 16th, uh, at Golden State on the 6th of January. At FedEx Forum, the much-discussed Sunday MLK celebration game against Chicago. No game on MLK Day in Memphis. I'm sure that will be discussed more and more. I've had my say online on that whole affair and, and on my show here in Memphis. Now is not the time to get back into that. Maybe as we approach, we'll we'll discuss. I do love those uniforms, though. That will be where you will see those MLK 50 jerseys. Those are absolutely outstanding. Credit to all involved. They look gorgeous. They're meaningful. It's well done to everybody. So big thumbs up there. Also, the Grizzlies will have two TNT games, January 30th at the Suns and uh, February 6th at home against the Spurs. So back-to-back weeks on TNT. Interesting note, too, from the NBA, the NBA this year is going to allow teams to use hardwired connections from the bench to actually review video for immediate access from a coaching perspective. They're also going to be able to transfer video between the bench and the locker rooms and have all the data that they normally have behind the scenes. That'll all be available on the bench. Now, this isn't necessarily a huge huge change because this has all been available before but it just had to be actually taken from the back and like physically delivered by somebody to the bench now it's going to be right there you're going to have video you're going to have a video coordinator I'm sure that's going to be uh, in a little bit of a different role probably a little busier um, but it's all going to be right there available on the bench big deal uh, in some senses because it will allow for you to immediately take video and guys will be cutting that up and within a timeout you could even show the last two or three possessions here's how you know we're covering this you like this part we don't like this part this is a specific thing that's happening right now coaches that are really adept at quick information analysis and synthesizing that in their head and then being able to deliver it to their players they're going to have a real advantage uh, with this because you can take stuff and teach and get a little you know snippet of what's happening right then during the game rather than having to wait till it's all over looking at the, the, the next day and, and making your adjustments there. Uh, I think this will help to show who's really good at adjusting which coaches, which players are really good at making those changes. I'm intrigued to see what the actual change what that means what that will look like if we'll see more adjustments within a game because we have more access uh, and teams have more access and more opportunity to to see more data and more video it's a good it's a big change though it will be able to say it will make uh it, it's an interesting opportunity for for the teams to to be able to use it if if they want to the schedule coming up uh this of course being the Friday edition of the pod, there will be no Saturday or Sunday editions. Typically, perhaps after games or in special moments, we we will possibly do that. But generally speaking, this is going to be a Monday through Friday kind of thing. 
Saturday night, 6 o'clock, is the blue and white scrimmage in lieu of the usual open practice. This is something a little bit different, and I know it conflicts with the big college football game locally uh, with the Ole Miss in Memphis, so that will certainly affect a lot of you in terms of those of you that might be heading down there, might be making that plan. That That is a big it's a big conflict. The game, uh, the Ole Miss game is down in Oxford rather than in Memphis, so that will uh, probably dissuade some folks. But just they may try to – I think it's listed as 6 to 8. They may try to wrap that up a, a little before 8. We'll see. This is interesting, though, because um, the, 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 the scrimmage is, is neat, but it's an opportunity, and I know uh, something that, that David Fisdale has been very passionate about and he's trying to use this as an opportunity to raise money uh, for his foundation and to get some opportunities for these foundations to his foundation to to start its work and, and the work that he wants to do is 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 really meaningful he's already met with and discussed at length with new Memphis uh police department uh, the the chief Michael uh, Rawlings, who has been, he's the director now. He was the interim director for a long time, and, and now he's the the permanent police director. He has been instrumental in trying to to continue to help the communication in, in the city. And we all know about the the protests that have happened, you know, throughout sports. We've talked about it in the context of the NBA. Uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, the the anthem protests, the stunning and ridiculous killings of unarmed black men we have seen throughout this country and the relationship between the police department and in lots of communities being very strained as a result in spite of the fact that the vast majority on 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 whatever side you're talking about police or the citizenry is everyone is trying their best to, to to just do their jobs get along and just have their their normal day but David Fisdale, and you may have read Mark Spears' piece from The Undefeated a few months ago about David Fisdale's upbringing, about the experiences that he had growing up in South Central Los Angeles, uh, he, you know, seeing police violence, seeing you know, gang violence, all, all these things that, that have shaped him as he was growing up. He wants to create better relationships for the police and the community, and the foundation... One of the things that he wants to do right out of the gate, and he's spoken with Director Rawlings about this, he wants to be able to pay officers off-duty, be able to supplement their incomes to go and be part of the community, to go into community centers and and be there and to be examples for kids and to try to you know establish that relationship and just to show that you know police, it's not necessarily always a, an adversarial kind of thing. You know, it, they want to be part of the community, hands-on, all times, not just bad stuff, but good stuff too, and to be able to, to be part of and positive role models. That's I think that's a really strong, hands-on message, and that's a great cause. So that's going to be one of the things that's being supported from this blue and white scrimmage. So, so if you want to go, have a great time. That's cool. Uh, supporting this is a great thing as well, and, and I really... I think it, it's 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 laudable and notable, and and really cool to see David Fisdell jumping in both feet into this Memphis community, trying to help 
the process of rebuilding uh, tough relationships, difficult relationships. It's not easy. Uh, he was at the discussion when the when the Grizzlies unveiled the MLK 50 jersey over the National Civil Rights Museum. He was part of the the discussion there, along with Vince Carter uh, in in Pitt Hyde, the leadership for the National Civil Rights Museum. It's it's a that was a nice and important discussion. There'll be more of those, particularly as we approach MLK Day in, in mid-January. But to already be hands-on with this foundation, it's excellent. It's another reason to check out the Blue and White scrimmage over the weekend. Then, of course, Monday night is the first preseason game. I can't believe it's this soon. I can't believe it's already here. That first preseason game is usually not a doozy. But more interest than usual because you've got a brand-new coach, first time out, and we'll start to get some answers to those questions we asked earlier in the pod. What are the offense? What's the defense? What what are we going to see? We'll start to get a few answers. Got a long way to go, but we'll start to get a few Monday night against a, a fairly intriguing Orlando Magic team with Frank Vogel uh, at the helm. So that will be uh, the 7 o'clock tip-off down at FedEx Forum. As I said, I appreciate you guys being part of this pod, downloading it, subscribe that would be great. I would appreciate that so much. If you guys want to subscribe, just click a button, right? And it gets delivered fresh and hot right into your feed when you want it. I mean, you you, you can't ask for more than that. You don't have to go find it. It's It comes to you. All you got to do is tap on your smartphone, on your tablet. Just, just touch it. And here it comes. Couldn't be easier. Click that button, subscribe, give me some feedback, let me know what you think, at Peter Edmiston on Twitter. We'll be back on Monday for a little preview of that first preseason game and to give you uh, all the things that have happened uh, over the weekend, we'll do that on Monday. But until then, hope you guys enjoyed it. This has been Locked on Grizzlies. I'm Peter Edmiston. Have a great weekend. Locked On Grizzlies, your daily podcast on the Memphis Grizzlies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.